Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, he's a world champion. He's an ISL champion. And finally, it feels so good to say this, he's an Olympic champion. Today, we're sitting down with my good friend, James Guy. Jimmy, what's up, man? Hey, bud. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You're stuck at home. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. I'm surviving. So at the minute I've got COVID, um, I'm on day seven of isolating um, and hopefully it will allow out tomorrow. But yeah, I've been at, home the, at the, been at home the last week, but it is what it is. But apart from that, everything's pretty good. So you've been pretty asymptomatic. Did, did, would you have even known that you had a cold if you hadn't been testing? Um. Because we, because we do this testing every day, I would never have known at all. Um, I was at the pool and we have to do a lateral flow in the UK to be able to train at the centre Monday and Thursday and get to the pool Thursday morning, forgot to do one. And I'm doing it on poolside in the corner with Tom Dean. And I thought, yeah, our coach is talking, you know, as he usually does doing the briefing for the session. And you know, I'm doing the thing, yeah, 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 fine, carry on, put it in, turn it away. Dave finishes the, the brief and I look back and I went, oh my God. And he's like, what? I said, look at it. He said, what's wrong? I said, I can't see anything. I said, Sam, look at the lateral flow and it's two clip, two lines. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to swear on the podcast, but yeah, it wasn't a great reaction. Yeah. And Tom Dean goes, what happened? I went, not good. He goes, you're joking. I went, no. He said, you, just, you better go home and get a PCR. So ended up walking the other side of the pool, going home. And I was at home for a few days and the PCR came back positive. And luckily, it could be a lot worse. I could have a lot of symptoms, but I've been absolutely fine. I've been, been doing the what bike, doing some chins at home, press-up circuits. So the cardio has still been working. But yeah, it's been watching Power all day, a uh, new series on Netflix. So yeah, it's been good so far. Quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what is Power? I haven't heard of it. Oh, Power's the, um, it's been out for a while. It's about the guys in New York with drugs and it's a really, really cool series. Very, very intense. It's good though. Um, so I started, I've already watched it a couple of times. So I started right back from the beginning again and now we're on season three. So yeah, we're getting through it quite wow. quick. Oh, nice. That sounds like the American version of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it kind of is like, that. yeah, it's very, very similar, but more modern. Definitely, definitely gotcha. agree. Okay, nice. Because I I was really into that show for into Peaky Blinders for a while. Uh, so maybe See, I, I should I check can't that get, out. I can't get into that. I, <laughs> I just don't seem to like it. I don't know why, but everyone's like, "Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing!" I just just don't seem to get it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. It's too British, huh? That's yeah. I think it. it's probably too British. That's probably it. You're probably right, Coleman. I agree. Um, so you've been making it through. What is what is your last? You know, leading up to this. What, what did it look, what did your life look like? I know you've had a very, very busy fall, but then did things calm down where you just kind of back into normal training? Um, so let's just go back. So after Tokyo, when I came home, things were very, very manic for like probably eight to 10 weeks. We were traveling up and up and down the country. So I'm based in Bath, my family, my girlfriend's family up in Manchester. I was doing appearances. I was invited to events. Um, and that's the time we said, right, okay, big break. You know, mental health is really, really important. After Olympic cycle, just do nothing. So we did that. But it was really nice just to go and do whatever I wanted to do. And it was nice outside. It was hot still. So obviously, it's, it's August time, September. Um, so I did that. Went to some really cool things. The James Bond premiere and the Pride of Britain Awards. But it just if people, things just kept coming through all the time. And some, most of the time, we just kept saying no because we had something planned. And so that was the first couple of weeks. And then went to, went to Dubai on a holiday, which was definitely needed. I feel like a, you know, Dubai was really important just to get away and just have a, just lie on the beach and do nothing. And then I started my own, my, well, I started doing work experience. So I was working in a day job with, for nine to five, my first ever real job. And this is something that I don't think is talked about enough for swimmers after, after swimming or that after the, when their career is finished and, 
you know, for me, I, w- I want to be that guy where I can kind of make that smooth transition into a job, something that I enjoy and that I like. So it was working at a property company called Knight Frank. And they're basically, you know, you, as you guys would say, a real estate broker. Um, so I was doing that for four weeks, learning the insides of Bath and where we live. It's a very historic town and city. So I was doing that for four weeks and I really, really enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, this is something I really wanted to progress to when I retire and finish my swimming career and, and kind of transverse into the real world. I'd love to do that. That was for four weeks. So I mentioned Dubai. And then I thought, right, so we're now in October. I best do a bit of work for the ISL. Um, so I basically did two and a half, three weeks work, most like most of the other guys did. And, you know, you go over there, you get what you get. And I, to be fair, I didn't do too bad. I was 342 on the 403, you know, and I thought like, that was better than last year. I remember my first day there, uh, James, the general manager of, of energy was like four and a three, four by 100 fly. I'm like, oh no, I've not done any training for this. So we'll see what we get. And to be fair, my zero this year from starting at bottom was a lot better than last year. And for me, you know, I saw something on Instagram a few days ago and Bob Berman posted, if you want to do well at the Olympics, you've got to, you've got to train long course. And for me, that's something that I'll always prioritize. But the ISL was great fun. We won the final. And, you know, you go over there and get what you get. We came back from the ISL. I had a chest infection, so I was out, I was a little bit sick. I know most of the guys who are at World Short Course were very, very similar. You know, Duncan Scott and Tom Dean, they were a bit ill. Um, and I was doing more appearances just because I find Olympic gear after that big break. You know, it's a five year, it was a five-year cycle. That's the time to reset. That's the time to go and do whatever you want to do. Um, we've got two and a bit years to Paris. But I was up and down the country again, doing some things, training once a day, just plodding on. And, you know, then it obviously Christmas time happened. And Christmas was great. Went home. Really nice few days at home. Came back to Bath. The girlfriend got COVID. And then I got COVID. Um, and then, but we said to each other in our group, myself and my coach said, January 3rd, you know, we're back on it. Um, and that's where we are today. Yeah, so it's been a, a bit of a hell of a ride the last few months, but now's the time to get ready for the Worlds and Commonwealth Games in the summer. And obviously Europeans, as we're not quite sure if that's a definite, definite target. Um, but yeah, it's very, very, it's very, very cool. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's, been a, it's been a busy ride. It really has. Yeah, but like you said, that all sounds like great stuff. Um... You said vacation in Dubai. So how is it uh, Dubai or Doha? Dubai. Dubai. So I I went to Abu Dhabi for short course worlds. I'd never been to that part of the world before. And, you know, it it seemed like a very touristy vacation kind of spot. I'm imagining Dubai might be a little similar. Um, Why did you pick that place for a vacation? Because we wanted to go there because we knew it would be hot. Mm -hmm. And... We hadn't been there on a holiday before and it was nice. We really enjoyed it, but we wouldn't go again. We found there wasn't much culture in Dubai. Um, we'd much prefer to go to Greece and, you know, it's quite a long way away. But lying on the beach in October, really, really hot weather. It was mid 30 degrees. So that's why we picked it. We know we were going to get good food over there. We know nice restaurants. And it was definitely worth just doing something different and having a break because sometimes you can't just, you know, go and train two weeks at home doing your own thing. I need to get away. I've not had a holiday since, since 2019. So to actually go away, have a real reset and then come back. Um, so obviously, you know, we've, I've been to Doha before on an altitude camp. Um, we, it's that, that theory of you live high and train low. That's that we've done that quite a few times over there. Um, but yeah, very, very hot. And I know Adam did the same. He went to Dubai as well. And it's, if you haven't been before, it's really, really cool. Just a few days to just to switch off um i was i would say it's like a new york but on sand that's what mm. i'd say it's like nice and <clears throat> i think that's interesting that you you say that because i went to abu dhabi and i was kind of expecting you know this uh this like ancient city with all this history and then you get there and it's like oh like the united the uae is only 50 years old like it, yeah it really doesn't have a lot of that ingrained culture that you would expect no, exactly <laughs> exactly and that's why we said i'll be it was nice but i wouldn't want to go there back again anytime soon there's, there's no real history behind it it's good for a few days of sun and that was great 
but we prefer to go somewhere in Europe maybe because it's a bit easier and you know Mykonos or Santorini it's beautiful and it's it's got a lot of culture there as well mm-hmm. yeah agreed uh so 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 you reset uh do you feel motivated do you feel ready to get back into things uh I think so you know this is one thing that is always really important is the Olympic year is the biggest year for us as athletes and I think when we made that switch in September 2020 um, to go to 2021 Tokyo, uh, it was really, really important just to you know do everything right. And I feel, feel like now I've kind of done everything, done everything perfectly. You can't sustain that 24-7 for, for the, throughout your whole career. You've got to have a period where you've got to rest, you've got to break, and full stress is really, really important. And having that kind of break now, I want to get, I want to be hurting again. I want to be tired again. I want to get in good shape and get fit and get strong. And I feel like I want to get back to that, you know, where I was in Tokyo and I was in really, really good shape. But yeah, I want to, I want some hard sets. So I'm definitely wanting to get back on the ground again, 100%. It's been a long time since I've done one full week of work. We said probably it's back in July since I've done a full 10 sessions in three gym. So now is the time to work. Otherwise, you're going to get caught out, especially long course. You do 10 sessions in the water a week? Yeah, 10 swim. And it's changed now, 10 swim and four gym. So that's the new, that's the new kind of structure we're going for. But yeah, 10 swim, four gym. Is that, is that double Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? Yes, it is. Double Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, and single Wednesday, single Saturday morning. Yeah. And then when are the gyms? The gyms are a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so you triple four days a week. That's... Triple four days a week, yeah. That's... So when that, when that does happen, you know, this will be the first time I'll be doing this. Is The, the gym starts for, obviously, I've had COVID this week. Uh, next week, I'll be back to four gym. It's going to be interesting because the gym will be a bit shorter. Rather than doing three longer ones, it'll be four but like 45 minutes to an hour session. So it's not going to be as long and as draining as then going to a massive swim session. So I think it's more kind of balanced throughout the week, which is quite important. But yeah, I can handle it. And, you know, when you're in that kind of hurting territory and when you start to rest and you, your body comes through it and you're at the other end, you know, you feel good. So that's what it's about. Yeah. Has, has your training shifted at all? Uh, you know, what are you, 26, 27 now? Just turned 26. Um, I feel like it has a little bit, you know, moving to Dave in 2019-20. Our main goal is is we do a lot of threshold work, um, the high-end threshold, so your VO2 and heart rate stuff, a lot of max kick. It's all kind of very, very endurance-based, speed endurance, so repeated efforts. It's definitely different to what I used to do with Joel, um, but it's still the, the same ethos with just getting really, really fit and getting strong. Um, but you know, I like it and, and, and it works well for me. It worked well in Tokyo. And I feel like sometimes it can take a while to adjust to a new coach. Sometimes it can take a year. It doesn't work or it doesn't work. Or it's, I think it's definitely taken me probably a year to believe in what I'm doing and to see the results. And yeah, I feel like it definitely works now, but I like, I like the change and it definitely makes me kind of fitter and stronger and mentally very, very strong. Do you feel like, or what, what's, what's that average practice? Is it like a 5k session, a 6k? Are you guys doing 50k a week, 70k a week? Um, probably would never go over 70k. I'd say the highest we go probably 65, 60k. Um, most sessions we would do, if it's a threshold set, there'll be a choice of going up to 2,400, 3k or 3.6. Um, That'll be the kind of territories we'd go through. The 100 guys would probably do a bit less than that. Um, but yeah, myself and Tom Dean would, might do the middle one, maybe go to the higher one now and again. Um, but Dave has his targeted groups. But yeah, usually probably between 5 and 6K. If not, sometimes if it's a big threshold set, overall it'll be 6.5, 7K, which is quite tasty. But you know, we can handle the work. And yeah, that's what swimming's all about. You know, It's about training hard, training smart and knowing when to pick and choose your fights. And I think that's really, really important as you get older. What, what's, what's one of your favorite sets that you've done under this new coach? Um, the best set I did last year, 
I think a, a threshold set, it was uh, 3100s on 120. And I was going, this is when I think Tom had COVID and I was on my own. And I was, for some reason, I felt I was really, really fit at the time. Um, yeah, 31s off 120, short course meters. And I was going 57, 58s the whole way. Um, that was probably one of the best sets I did. And, and then prior to Tokyo, I thought about this question before because I thought you might ask this actually. Um, <laughs> probably the hardest set we did was a tuna broken from a dive uh, off 50 seconds, uh, which was like 143, 144, no problem. Straight into a 200 aerobic. And then it was three 100s at like height 160, threshold, higher than threshold. This is all long course. And I was like 61, 58, 59, 55, 56, 100 easy, and then 100 at VO2, which is kind of like your back end of a 200 pace or middle 100 of a 200. And I was like 52 mid, and that was repeated four times, which was quite tasty. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like we did that set and we were, we were just like, we've done it. And we, we, the week before, he we gave it us three times. And the third time, the third round was really, really hard. Is that before we go to Tokyo and before we sign off the taper, we're going to do it four. And we're like, oh, no. Anyway, we did it four times. And we're like, oh, we've done it now. That's it. That was the best that we've ever done. We're ready. We're ready to go. And yeah, that was kind of a, a really, really good sign for us. Yeah. Four times sounds quite tasty. Uh... It was tasty. <laughs> it was. It was. But it was great. We loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know, I, I love this stuff. This is why... We do something, it's a hard sport and these big sessions, what it's all about. And this is why we like what we do. So let's just, let's just continue from there. You know, you, you get through that set and then it's taper time for Tokyo. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to target the 800 free relay right off the bat because coming in in 2016, coming into Rio, you guys were the defending world champs. You had been on yeah. top, but I'm guessing coming into this meet, it's a little bit, of a different feeling, especially after what the Brits did at their trials meet, you know, heading into this meet, you guys were just the, the, the overwhelming favorites. Um, yeah. What, what was the vibe for you heading into that relay into Tokyo? Um, even like now I think about it, I get so excited. Um, but obviously I, I see what myself, Tom Dean does and Matt was doing and Callum Jarvis as well. And especially Tom, we knew, we were in good shape. We knew that. And obviously Slam Duncan, Duncan, Duncan Scott, he's taken care of. Uh, not in an arrogant way, but we kind of thought, you know, it's already over. We know we've got us in the bag. Just stick to our own race plan. I knew I was in great shape. And obviously Tom winning the day before and Duncan doing his thing the day before, getting first and second. You know, I knew I was in great I was doing the pace and the warm-up and I was going 25 mids. And I was like, wow, you know, we're <laughs> gonna swim, we're gonna swim fast. And to see them do that and then do our bit and just thought, you know, focus on your own race, do what you can do. But we thought going to Tokyo, myself and Tom being good training, uh, good training partners and, and good friends was that it was already over. We, we were, we were so fit. We were so confident in what we'd done. We had nothing to lose. Go up there and enjoy racing the best in the world on the, on the biggest stage. I, I never thought of it, of any, of, of anything else like that. Um, we were laughing in the quorum before we were joking around. We were actually talking about the in-betweens before. It's a British TV series that went viral. It's a great TV series. And we were talking about that in the quorum before. And, you know, we were so calm and collected. You know, it's, it's, it's four lengths for us. And we do that all the time in the pool. But it was a great vibe. We knew that we were the favourites, but we didn't, we didn't think about that at the time. We just got there, do your best. And I, once I've kind of done my split, and I knew it would be a 44 low. And then when I saw Duncan dive in, I thought it's game over. No one's getting past him at this point. And they didn't. And to finally cement that, you saw all the emotion come out. You saw all the tears come out. It was a very, very, that's the one, that's the one I wanted was the gold medal. And to finally achieve that with, you know, three really, really good lads. I got on with them really, really well. Um, they work hard, they're good from, and the whole British team is. Um, but to find that with your mates on the podium is pretty special. But it was all that kind of Olympic year, the mindset, getting everything right, 
doing having a good diet, being spot strong mentally, being strong physically, and it all coming together for a minute and 44 seconds. That's why, you know, we do it and it paid off and it worked. But yeah, what a feeling it was. Um, but even on, even on the, the taper, when we were in Japan, we were doing race pace. I remember my taper was coming down. It was like 200 meters of, of race pace twice a week, then 100. I remember doing 100 at one point and thought, right, try and hit middle, of, middle 100 of a 200 just for feel. And I was, I think I was 26.5, 25.9 on the back 50. And I was like, wow, we're in, we're in great shape. And it just felt so relaxed and so controlled. I just thought, I've got nothing to lose. I'm happy. Everything at home is going well. It all comes, it all comes down to little bits and it all adds up. Um, my girlfriend's happy. I'm happy out here. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And just sit, go out there and do your best. And what's meant to be will be. And you know, the goal was meant to happen. Was it a lot easier for you to let go of, of, like you just said, what's meant to be will be, was it easier for you to just have fun with it and be relaxed heading into the race than in 16? Yeah, I I definitely think so. Um, You know, one thing that I really wanted to work on was that feeling of when you look at that, when you do a race, you finish and you know, it's not going to be a good time. And I found a picture of that a while ago. And I said to myself, I never, ever want that feeling ever again at the Olympic Games. I don't want to come back and be upset and I could have done this, could have done that. I wanted to go there knowing, you know, said, you know what happens? Fair enough. If I, if I don't seem very well, but I've, I've kind of let on the way, you think negative thoughts, negative things will happen. And we did everything right in my head and at home. And I let it go. And the boys at the trials who went 144, um, I was so happy for them. And they deserve to get one and two because they're my teammates. And especially Tom winning the gold. You know, I wanted to do that in Rio. And when he won that, it was like I won it as well because I'm his training partner. We do it together. And it was great. And I was so happy for him. But to finally do that with, with the boys and the team, and I let go of Rio. That was four years ago. I was a young boy. I'm 26 now. I'm a fully grown man. I'm a lot more mature with what, I, with how I think about things and the way I am as a person. And even on pool side, I was happy. I was joking around, being the Jimmy guy that everybody knows, having a laugh. That's the way I like to be. And nothing changed at the Olympics. You know, people think, "Oh my God, it's the Olympic Games!" Oh my goodness, and it's not. It's a, it's a pool with the same people, the same coaches, <laughs> the same referees. It really is. And it's just a few rings behind you saying Olympics. It's all it is in a bit of TV. Apart from that, that's all it is. And I had that mindset, mindset going in. So to finally do that was fantastic. Yeah. A, a lot different to Rio, where Rio was more nervous the whole time, getting what to expect, getting psyched up too early. And I remember writing these things down. I remember after the meet, and I wrote things down of what I didn't do and what I could change going forward. And it was enjoy yourself and enjoy what you're doing, work hard and just have fun. And I remember looking at that and I think in Tokyo and I was, I was doing exactly that. This time around was so much more enjoyable. No pressure on myself and actually enjoy what you're doing. And I definitely did that and the, the, the reward came. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these other relays. I know relays were, we talked to you, we talked to Tom Duncan, you know, all before Tokyo and yeah. you guys all had this common goal of uh, not only the eight free relay, but all British relays, right. Which three of the four meddled, two of them won. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. on the men's side or including the mixed relay. Um, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was a great relay effort for Britain. Um, what did, what were your thoughts on those other three relays, starting with that foreign free relay that just missed uh, making the final? Um, you know, I think the foreign free relay was probably an anomaly. Um, it is what it is. We rested two guys and we didn't think it would be that tight going in, but we kind of forgot about it quite quickly because it was never our you know, top priority. Um, and the way we like to work is we'll always put a strong team in the heat and I think where you guys would never do that, you, you put a solid team in, but you don't really care where you come top eight, where we're like, you know, we want to get good lane for the final. 
I think this might change in the future where British swimming are because we're quite new to this. Britain have never really had any decent relays until now. So us, bring, us being having a quite a strong team in the heats of the mixed medley, the medley relay, the four by two, um, four by one was the only one that wasn't, you know, all the boys, all the boys were in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably one thing we learned was that we know we're not quite up there with the four by one yet because a lot of guys can go 47.9, 47 mid. Um, well, a lot of guys can't really go 44, 144, uh, 44 high, 45 low. They're kind of a bit higher. So that was our thinking for by one. Uh, the mixed medley was amazing to to be on uh, to win that with there with Adam and the two girls first time at being in the Olympic Games. And this is one thing I want to talk about was you know working on your weaknesses. And for me, it's my turns. My turns are usually horrendous they're not very good they're not the best in the world but looking back and watching the video quite a few times and going through it with the analyst team at, at training all the time every tuesday we want to get the cameras out to look under water phase um you know you've got to work on your weaknesses but use your strengths as well and from what they worked out on was that my turn from five in to 15 out was the second fastest turn that that's ever been done in history now, I don't know how I've done it, but the only guy who's faster is Tom Shields. Um, so that's something that I wanted to get right, and it definitely made a massive difference. So it just shows you you can work on something, you know, that kind of fly tail that we've been practicing and practicing and practicing the underwater phase, not breathing in the first stroke. It all adds up, and we got it right on the day. Um, that kind of paid off quite well. Great split as well, almost to 49. Um, and the, and the, the medley really on the last day, now, something with this race was a bit different because now you guys almost missed the final <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, did they, did they do that on purpose or have they played that into their favour? Now, I knew going into the race that you guys would be hard to beat. One, because you're on the outside of the pool, you're going to have clear water. You're not going to be in a bit of a dogfight in the middle. And I knew that you were going to, you know, be right up there with us, if not ahead of us. And it was a lot harder. And we thought, because we'd obviously had a successful meet, really, for all four of us, Duncan, Adam, Luke, and uh, myself, excuse me, getting silver, I think, was a bit of a surprise because we were, we were really, really hurt. and We wanted to win. I wanted to go three for three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it wasn't meant to be. And that's the way I looked at it. But I think you guys played it right. You did the right thing. And being on the outside lane played massively in your favour, um, and you guys got the goal, which is fair enough. But we, I think we were a bit upset with the mix with the medley um, because that's the one we we you know we wanted to win at the Olympics, which I'm sure anyone would understand. You know, being, winning the worlds before, um, but yeah, it was at the end of the day, it was still a great split from all all four of us. And I think that team is only going to get stronger. Um, I think Luke's going to get a lot bigger. Adam still Adam still seems to be as hungry as ever. Duncan's going to you know, keep progressing, so am I. So hopefully, maybe we'll give the Americans another dogfight again at some point. And yeah, we'll just see what happens. But, you know, it's always a pleasure. I remember talking before the race, you know, we said good luck to the boys because at the end of the day, we're all trying to achieve the same goal. And only one person can, only one team can win. And we all want to do the same thing and that's swim fast. So yeah, apart from that, it was was an absolute great time for the, the British Relays the way we've come across the years to just making finals to now being Olympic champions from 2013, we were, I think we were eighth in the four by two or seventh, you know, fast forward that eight years we're the Olympic gold medalists. So it just shows you where times, how times have changed and where we've come from. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's well, uh, I, you guys have a good track record of, World champions one year, silver at the Olympics the next year, and then next Olympics gold because uh, yeah. you did that in the four by two. So we'll see we'll see how the how the trend continues. You were gold at Worlds, you were silver at this Olympics, maybe yeah. next Olympics uh, gold in the medley. We'll see Let's what see. happens. It'd be nice. We'll see what happens, but we've got plenty of time. That's not even coming to my head yet. But like, it's, we've got we've got time to practice. So, still got lots of practice ahead. Yes, um, we do. 
So, yeah, I mean, successful Olympics for you. I, I was just looking at the splits as you were talking. I mean, you, you mentioned you were the second fastest from five into 15 out on the butterfly turn. You're also the second fastest just split at the Olympics and butterfly uh, behind Caleb Dressel. You know, it's like, how, do, what do you, what do you think of, of being that elite of a butterflyer and then, and then foregoing the hundred fly to focus on those relays? Um, you know, we, this is something that was a very, very hard one to get around the corner and to put to bed. Um, but before all I was doing before the Olympics was in the heavy work was just back in hundred pace over and over and over and over again. Like you push 25 high, it's just for fun. Just no problem. No, all day, long course, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and that's what I was focusing on. And I knew that I could definitely be in contention of the medal. That was what I was thinking from the Europeans because the Europeans, after the trials, I had a week off. It wasn't, it wasn't a priority, really. I did reshave. Um, but going to Tokyo, you know, I wanted a medal in that. And sorry, I bet the dog just wants, he's just a bit upset. There we go. No Got a little puppy. He's only 15 weeks. Um, <laughs> little, little um, so, yeah, back to the 100 fly. Mm-hmm. I knew going into the meet that I could be in medal contention. And one thing that we did think about was, you know, where we are right now with the British relays, we didn't want to take any risks with anything. And because I hadn't proven myself before and I wasn't is it kind of really worth getting seventh in a race or and affecting the team where we could potentially win gold? That was the way we looked at things. And it only just hit the bed with me that can James Guy go 49-9 or 49-8 on the last day after seven, seven 100s butterfly or eight? You know, can you be in peak condition for the last one? And the answer was, we don't know. So that was the one thing we had to weigh up. It was a very, very hard for the swallow because I really do think I would have been up there um, fighting for medals. I really do believe that. But sometimes, you know, life throws these things at you and you've got to deal with it in certain ways. And it is what it is. But yeah, I've kind of put it to bed now. And hopefully moving forward, we know that I'm right up there. So, you know, I've got to keep focusing on myself. But it, the kind of the plan actually worked to come away and get two golds and a silver. If someone had said to me, you are guaranteed to get two golds and a silver medal at Limit Games, I would have bit their hand off straight away. That's the way I looked at things. Or you might get this, you could do, you kind of might and coulda, woulda, you're not really unsure because you're tired and you're fatigued or whatever it may be, then I don't know. So... The way I looked at it was is that you kind of you're gonna get this, but you could you could get that. We don't know. And it was a hard one to, to think about, but hopefully, and I'm pretty sure that won't happen again. It was the first time ever that's happened. But luckily it was the Olympics. Um you go there to go and win medals when you think about them. And when you have the chance to do it, you'll do everything you can to make sure it's the right colour and not affect your teammates. And I think doing that, putting the team first was a massive one for me, forgetting about it individually. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, we've got the medals on the show in the cabinet and, you know, I'm proud of them and I'm sure we will be for a long time. That, that's one thing I definitely wanted to talk to you about is just, you know, not only do you did you make those decisions um, to put the team before yourself, but, I mean, you stepped up, you massively stepped up and, and you know, you were de- dependent sorry, dependable every single time you got on, you got on the blocks for great Britain, right? You were 44 low, like you said, 50.00 in the mixed 50.2 in the medley. Uh, I I mean, is, do do you feel significantly different when you get up on the blocks for a relay? Um, I I don't think anything different for a relay. I feel as if since the trials, one thing I wasn't doing was, this is going to sound really stupid, is that I didn't have a game plan. Now, I would never think about my race plan. It was just dive in and go hell for leather. And for some reason, the kind of swimming smart and swimming it tactically had just gone out the window. Um, 
I mean, this is one thing I really struggled with. I don't know why. I talked to my psychologist about this. It was really, really important. I said, you know, Tom, Tom Bates, he works with the British athletes, myself, Adam, Duncan, and you know, he's a good friend of mine. I said, when I'm diving in, something's not happening. I know I'm better than I am with what I'm doing, but mentally I'm going in, going in hell for leather. And this is something that my brother talked about as well. My brother helped me out massively with this. This is he probably helped me get the Olympic golds, and he know he did. Um, and he's uh, talking to my psychologist about this and what I'm doing wrong. He went, "What do you think?" And he just said, "You know what you're doing wrong. You've already told you've just told me what you're doing wrong. I'll change it." And I thought, okay. So fast forward a few weeks, we go to Europeans. Now every race had a plan and had a tactic. It had a it was a process orientated swim and to get to you have a and b how do you get a, how do you get to c you know that's the way i looked at things you've got to do something to get something now my plan was for the hundred fly and for my individuals was to you know go out quite comfortable hit the wall do this do that do this and then go or whatever it may be and i remember doing it in the heat of the hundred fly i was faster than the trial swim and i was like what have I been doing for the last two years? <laughs> you know, it's so simple. Have a plan and stick to it. And that's one thing we worked on was just that. And my brother, Luke, we said, right, okay, let's try it again. Tell me if I love, but do it a bit, go a bit earlier. We did it again. I was 0.6 faster than the trial swim, 50.9. And I'm like, it's the first time I've been on a 51 in four years. So it just shows you when you think about something properly and you have a plan and you stick to it, you know, process, think about how you're going to get there, processing about what you're going to do in your swim, it will come. The time will come to you. You don't get the time, the time will come to you. And that's something we worked on. And going to Tokyo, sorry, before Tokyo, was a, a prep meet in June called the, it was the Glasgow Open. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for the, for the 200 free and the 100 fly. 100 fly was the, was the second day in the middle of work. We didn't even want to go. And it was morning final and I was 51-1. And I was like, I'm hairy, I'm big, you know, I'm tired. I've stuck to my plan, look what's happened. I'm like, oh my God, wow, that was a massive surprise. The two and the three that I after, you know, process to orientated again, think about what you're doing, plan, 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 plan. And then we were 146.4, 0.4 slower than the trial swim. And Tom Dean touched me up by 0.02 and Duncan was 46.1, I think. So... And I'm like, why haven't, why haven't I been doing this for the last three years? What's kind of stopped me? And sometimes it's very, very simple. Go back to your basics and think, okay, how am I going to attack the swim? But actually doing it and sticking to your plan and trying to control that, you know, I think on the, along the way that got lost. But in Tokyo, I think that's when kind of the old James guy kind of came out. Um, again, of having a plan for each thing, sticking to the plan doing this on this 50, doing that on the next 50 or whatever it may be. And it worked, um, you know, because everyone was saying that James Guy is a great relay swimmer, which I am, I know I am. Um, but I know for a fact now that what I was doing previously, I was probably a bit messy. I didn't really have the confidence to have my own race plan when now I do. And I think that's why in Tokyo, it kind of worked out massively well because everything I did had a purpose behind it and had a reason and had a plan. And, you know, I've had a, a long, there's a, a lot of saying I've had a, for a long time. You f- uh, what is it now? You fail to plan, plan to fail. And, you know, we had everything was all prepped out and tactically it kind of worked really, really well. Is, is having a plan, you know, uh, having those tactics, executing those tactics, is that something you were doing in 2014, 2015, 16, like earlier in your career? Yeah, I think so. I think when, uh, early in my career, everything had a plan. And looking back, it was, you know, 2014, 403. You, it was go out quite comfortable, have a stroke for up to 200, change a stroke in 300, and then go again in the last 100. 15 was the same. Um, and then kind of not towards, not towards 17, 18, probably 18, 19, uh, it just kind of went. I didn't really think about what I was doing because I wanted it so badly. And sometimes... The more you try, the more you go backwards. Um, not exactly in the pool, but in anything. Um, you know, sometimes you actually got to think about what you're doing and control that emotion and control what you're doing mentally 
and apply it in a certain way. And for me, I think I did that exactly in the year of 2021 of having the plan in the summer of how am I going to swim this 100 fly, how am I going to swim the 203? I'm thinking, oh, that worked quite well. Why haven't I done that before? So sometimes the more you kind of try and keep the things, the more you get pushed back. And yeah, you look at the best guys in the world, they've always got a race plan and they stick to it. And that's the way it usually works. And it kind of worked for me in summer quite well. That's great to hear. And I feel like that a lot of swimmers can probably relate to having that, that kind of an up and down, you know, lo- losing, losing the important points um, somewhere in their career. Uh, of course. I feel like a lot of athletes do that. Do you, do you find inspiration from, outs- from athletes that aren't swimmers? Um, I did do for a while. I, you know, I really, I really liked Floyd Mayweather. Um, and the reason being is because his work ethic was second to none. Everything had a plan. Everything was purpose behind it. Um, everything was process orientated. Tiger Woods, one of the, the greatest golfers, if not the GOAT, the greatest that ever lived. Um, watching The Last Dance on, on Netflix with Michael Jordan, you know, saw something there where he was, you know, all he wanted to do was just graft, work hard, work hard. But every game, every game he did had a plan with it was Dennis Rodman or Scottie Pippen, they had a plan and it worked. And sometimes you can't just work hard because everyone can train hard. We all know that people train hard all over the world. We get that. That's not a problem. But if you can't race, that's a bit different. You've got to be able to race and ex- execute your race plan because there's no point training like a maniac if you can't perform on the day when it matters. It doesn't matter if you go 142 all year but then on the race day where it matters and it's the Olympic Games, you go 147. You know, you're not the Olympic champion. Um, but yeah, I think that's one thing that is really, really important is looking outside of swimming and looking at other sports or if it's business and using that for inspiration. And I definitely have seen that before. The Rocky films, they're all kind of inspiration as well. So, but yeah, it's, um, I kind of have it in a few places. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, now let's go to present day. You just finished uh, a big, you know, break, a big reset period, um, including that work study, work experience. Um, Is is that going to start trickling into your day-to-day life or or, are you going to, you know, do more than just focus on swimming now? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I do obviously my, my swim camps, which is you know really nice to give back to the kids. Um, the, JG, the JG performance camps, we had one booked last week, but I had COVID, I had to cancel it. Um, but I think when you're an athlete, you've got to be in 100%. You can't be half-heartedly in, otherwise you're going to get beat. And, you know, what from what I know is that a lot of guys who are right at the top, they, you, you don't work nine to five and train eight to 10 or you've got to be all in. And I think for me, when I do more work experience, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be probably in summer after the major meets done because we know Worlds is it until November of 2023. So that's going to be a weird year of, I don't know how that's going to plan into Olympic year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who thought of that plan, but I'm not really <laughs> sure everyone's keen for it. <clears throat> so that's what I, I probably will do. But right now, yeah, I'll be all in for training, diet, just getting back in, into some work and being consistent and being compliant, not missing training, and just you know getting some weeks done back to back because kind of short course you can get away with it, but long course you've got to have a plan, and otherwise you're going to get caught out. And it's you know as we said, long course it's a, it's a different fitness, it really is, and it's the World Championships in May, um, so we've got to be ready for that. It's really really important, and the Commonwealth Games too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, last summer you did it. You had your trials, and then Euros, and then another meet, and you know, you've, you've done back-to-back big competitions before. But what do you make of this summer with the Worlds, and then Comms, and then possibly Euros after that? Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. I think Commonwealth Games would be great. It's every four years, which is really, really important, and I want to, you know, go there and swim really well. Um, trials, and then into Worlds. That was very similar to Europeans, very, very similar. It's kind of a, a similar time span. I'm, I, put, I move things on from the trials, from the, I move things on from Europeans anyway, from my, from my trial swims a lot, but they're all faster. 
So uh, it just shows you can do it. You can do meets back to back. You can get quicker. And then the Europeans is a maybe in the summer. I know it's going to be in August time after, after the Commonwealths. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. And I, I think they'll be fine. Sorry, the dog's playing with his shoes. <laughs> no worries. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, apart from that, that's probably my plan. Mm-hmm. One second. Sorry. He's, he's ridiculous. Alfie, come in. Get off that. You're going to your bed. Say hi to Swim Swam. Hi, Alfie. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> cute guy. Oh, he's the best thing in the world. Right. He's good. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm not really too sure on Europeans and what that's going to be like in summer. Um, but Commonwealth Games and Worlds is definitely, you know, a really big focus because um, it's I'm 26 now. I'm not really sure how long I'm going to go for, but yeah, I think you've got to, you've got to pick and choose your fights across your career. And you know, this is one thing I want to pick, and I've got to get ready for it. Individually, are you still focused on two free hundred fly? And and if so, that two hundred free man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's stacked, isn't it? You know, one thing we said is the two hundred three has definitely moved on, which is great to see. You know, it's really really moved on. Um, but one thing I want to work on is, is the two hundred fly, and the reason is is because you know I think I can drop more. Um, you know, I haven't raced it that many that too many times when I've done it. I've gone out like an absolute shot. Um, I'm not sure I was at, I'm not sure what I turned in at 150 at trial. Didn't that have been 121 oh. um, or 122? Yeah. It's something, it's something, it's something really, really quick. So, you know, I know the speeds that are maybe now I've kind of matured and actually got my head back and having a race plan. Maybe I can go a bit quicker. Um, because you know, the time at the Olympics, you know, Milak's obviously right, right up there. But second and third is 53, 54. You know, I can pop that. I was 55-2 at trial. So, you know, that's something I want to consider as well. You know, I was a good tuna fly swimmer as a, as a kid. And I think I can, you know, hopefully drop on that again. But, yeah, it's 100 fly, tuna fly, and tuna free. You know, it's going to be – it's great to see it's moved on, though. Um, it, it's just where it was. It was stuck at the 45 low for a long time um, with Sun going to 44-9, but he's, a, he's an anomaly again. But – you know, now it's, there's like 10 guys who are going 44. So it's great to see that. It really is. And it's nice to say that, nice to see that, that the sport is moving on and getting quicker. And at some point, maybe the 403 will drop to a guy who's going to pop 340 again or Mac can go 341 again. Um, because that's going to have been stuck now for a little bit, I thought, in the summer. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Those are the events I love to focus on. And obviously, I put the, the relays around that. Do you think... We were arguing about this on on uh, our on our news show the other day. Do you think that that we're going to see one forty threes this year? Um, what was your answer? What What did you think? <laughs> I said uh, I said no. <laughs> I don't I don't think we're going to see one forty threes this year. Uh, we might have been arguing about the Olympic quad, but yeah. It's specific, yeah. You know what? I think you probably, I think you're right. Um, you know, 143 has not been done since Yannick, and you know, unless it's really start, you know, there's only since Yannick, there's only me and Haas and Duncan who have done it, but yeah, since and Sun, um. But standing start, I don't know whether it's going to be done this year. I can't see it happening at the minute. Uh, I think Olympic year, you know, usually after Olympic year, everything's always a little bit slower. That's what I've always thought, apart from Budapest, where everyone swam like an absolute champion when everyone was just flying. You can, um, you can blame that one on the dress venue. came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, that was an amazing, amazing world. Um but I just I, this year I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, I just can't see it happening because it's the Olympic year, man. Everything stepped up. Maybe you know a young kid is going to blast it out from somewhere. But you know people don't realize how hard to break that forty-four. 
44 is otherwise everyone would be, would be doing it it's yeah i i don't think it's gonna happen not this year what do you what do you have to go to go 143 like nine what do you have to split on the back end like four, 20, 25s i think you've got to be out in 50.0 or 50 point low um you know i'm not sure i'm not, I'm not sure what the boys are at in tokyo but you've got to be coming back in 52 you have to be back in 52 um yeah you, you've got you've got to be back in 26 four 26 two or six high and a six low to make it a 52 mix you know the only guy who came back in 52 is that duncan in, in in tokyo is that what he came back in he was 52 five i think he was uh, okay. it was something it was, right. it was something it's it was something fast um but then do you go out hard is that gonna be cost effective on the front half so yeah it's a balance of both but You've got to be out. You've got to be out quick and come back even quicker. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I feel like we might be able to see it sometime this quad with with Tom and sorry with uh, Duncan and Tom, uh, you know, doing what they did, and then a lot of young kids behind them who are yeah. you know one forty five, one forty four already. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see how it progresses. Um, but James, it's always great talking to you. I, I love catching up every time we do. Uh, is there anything we missed? Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Anything else that I missed off? Um, I don't think so. Uh, did you miss anything else you could think of? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we've hit a lot of bases. Uh, like I said, it's cool. always great catching up with you. And thanks, thanks again dude. for coming on the pod. Ple- pleasure. Pleasure as always. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.